Welcome to the F1 Stop Show. I'm your host, Sam Oni, and this is episode three or two. No, wait. Three. <laughs> Definitely three. three. Right. <laughs> we can't have that. We can't have that on the opening race of the season. Can't have that. Right. Episode three. Wes Spearman is with me tonight, as always. Wes, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm pretty good, thanks. A decentish race, I think, to start off the season. A um, few uh, good moments, um, especially from a <laughs> certain Fernando Alonso, which we'll get onto a bit later. But yeah, I'm, I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, you know, I'm just glad F1 is back. And uh, opening race in Bahrain certainly didn't disappoint. There was, you know, there was a lot happening in the race, other than Max Verstappen only Max Verstappen's name being heard what twice, only when they were announcing the grid and when he finished. That's how, that's how brilliant his race was. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you expect someone like Verstappen to be like fully in the limelight, don't you? But yeah, I'm fairly watching back the highlights, the Sky highlights, and I think the only time. I saw him was I mean, at the race start and then at the end of the race when he won a million seconds in front of Sergio Perez. Um, so yeah, I know we said it last year, but dominant start to the season from Verstappen. Yeah. Um, this of course means that he won't go on to win the world championship because he won the opening race of the season. That that stat oh, <laughs> back to 2017. Wow. Um, no, I'm, I'm sure I'll win the championship again this year based on, I know it's only one race, but Redwood, they, they're just so much quicker. I think George Russell has already said, oh, yeah, Red Bull are going to win every race, which is a bit of a defeatist mentality, I think. Um, but yeah, Red Bull were just so much quicker when they pole for Verstappen. Um, just get the times up. Pole by only a tenth of a second, or just over a tenth of a second from Perez. Um, fastest lap was actually Zhou Guan Yu <laughs> with a one uh, uh, 133.9 no, or almost 134 um, right at the end of the right at the end um, of the race maybe trying to get the fastest lap point I can't I don't know can't quite remember where he finished now. Um, not in the top 10 so <laughs> he finished last out of the uh, or 16th rather not um, did Norris retire he might have, did, yeah, did Norris retire at the end I can't remember it, but it, anyway back to <laughs> back to Verstappen and Red Bull um, yeah hardly saw Verstappen at all in, in the race and that's because he was so far ahead of everyone else and I mean, I hope Ferrari and Mercedes, and I suppose to some extent Aston Martin, <laughs> given their start to the season, um, can challenge Red Bull because it would be pretty boring if we got another, however many years of just one team dominating, like we had with some Mercedes in the Turbo Hybrid era. We still are in the Turbo Hybrid era, but before the <clears throat> uh, regulation changes last year, um, before that we had Red Bull, before that we had Ferrari, and Every time there are these new regulations, you just see one team absolutely nail it, and arguably with a bit of cheating in Red Bull's uh, case, a bit of overspending on 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 the um on the on the lunch buffets and stuff. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I hope we get to see some proper battles for the lead um, over the course of the season because I still think it was a decent race, but in terms of um, battles for the lead, there, there weren't any, were there? Not really. No, um, I think. Well, you could say Verstappen was out in a world of his own, but I think the drama was more between uh, the likes of Perez, Leclerc for Ferrari, Sainz, the two Mercedes guys, and in particular, 
Aston Martin, Fernando Alonso, because it is it is him that you know set the race alive. To be honest, because uh, well, Alonso started. Let's talk about the race then, because you know, off the line, it was Verstappen got off nicely. Everything seemed all plain sailing until maybe like I think just after, just towards the end of the first lap, uh, Stroll, Fernando's teammate, clips him. I think he clips his right rear tire or something, and he lost a couple places. And you're thinking, you're probably thinking, oh, Fernando Alonso, how's he gonna come back from this race? But uh, I must say. How he did, how he done it was very, very impressive. Yeah, I think it was at turn four when uh, him and Stroll touched wheels, and I think Alonso was going for a wider line and more of a later apex, where Stroll seemed to be going for a bit of a dive bomb, to be honest. And um, yeah, I think Stroll's front ring, as you say, clipped Alonso's right rear tire. Um, yeah, Alonso lost a, a few places, and um, luckily, I suppose it didn't matter too much. <laughs> Obviously, Alonso finished. Uh, third, I don't think many people would have expected that <laughs> um, a couple of weeks ago. I suppose Aston Martin were oh, they gained um, I think the second most amount of time after Williams uh, in testing, and I mean Williams, yeah, they've done all right. They got um, well, still bottom half of, of the grid if you like, but close to almost point scoring uh, places. Um, yeah, Aston Martin just seemed well. This race to last year's Bahrain Grand Prix for Aston Martin and. Esther Martin season last year as a whole, where they finished what, seventh, eighth out of the ten constructors. Yeah. Um, pretty poor season overall. And for Alonso to finish third in the opening race of the season and Stroll to finish sixth as well. Um, I mean, we've got to, I know Stroll is like a bit of a pay driver, as well. <laughs> Not a bit, he is a pay driver. <laughs> but you've got to commend him because a week ago he, he was in a, he was in a quite a, well, not massively severe but still a, a pretty nasty accident on on a bike i think um and with all loads of injuries to arms legs what have you i can't i've seen pictures of him all sort of bandaged bandaged up and in hospital yeah uh, i can't remember what, exactly what the injuries were but for him to race in the car in bahrain what a week or two after wow. as i say a pretty nasty accident is and to finish sixth as well is is a pretty good achievement if you ask me um so yeah, for Aston Martin, they've just got a, an incredible start to the season, and you know, can we see them challenge the likes of? I mean, they were challenging Mercedes in Bahrain. Yeah. Can they challenge the likes of Ferrari? Can they challenge Perez, Verstappen, maybe for maybe not race wins, but for for more consistent podium? I'd hate to see that this is just a one-off for, for Aston yeah. Martin and Alonso. I mean, it's Alonso's 99th podium in Formula One. I think it's it's the fifth team he scored a podium for uh, in Formula One. Um, he, I know it's only one race, but <laughs> it'd be good to see him bring up, bring up that hundred. And I think last year we were saying, oh, what sort of move is this going to be for Alonso? It seems a bit of a weird one, <laughs> him jumping ship from Alpine, Team Enstone, if you like, to Aston Martin. Seems a bit of a weird one, but it's paid off. Has Alonso for maybe the for the first time in his career, second time maybe made a, a good career move, if you like. Alonso hasn't been, he hasn't had the greatest career moves. He moved to. Um, obviously double world champion with Renault then moved to McLaren where he had the massive falling out with Hamilton and Spygate yeah. and all that moved to Renault um, where they had crash gates in 2008 fixing the Singapore Grand Prix um, moved to Ferrari just as they were on a downturn 
Um, because he moved to McLaren with <laughs> infamous GP2 engine. Um, then yeah, Alpine and <laughs> again didn't, didn't went okay, I guess. And yeah, now Aston Martin. Um, hopefully, hopefully it pays off for him. Um, hopefully it does. I mean, like like I said, I think we were talking during the week. Maybe I think probably just on Monday, and I said it was a great result from Aston Martin and Alonso, but. It's going to take me four, five races to really think that can they challenge the big three? And I think that's the thing, because in testing, they showed some pretty impressive performances. But uh, it seems that this, this result for Aston Martin has, you know, propelled them. It's going to propel them for the season because you've got Saudi Arabia, Australia, I believe between now and you know the end of the month into April as well so and then a few races after that so you know it's gonna take a few races I want to see I don't want this to be like a one hit wonder you know one race wonder I want to see like you know more results and uh what was your favorite part of the race other than Alonso's podium what was your what um, was your favorite? Was there any like on track battles that you thought, wow, this is really, really interesting, really great? Um, I suppose a couple. Um, I think when Alonso was taking on the two Mercedes, I think one was fairly early on. Um, in the race where he was taking on Russell for P five, I think it was. Um, again, turn four. I think turn four is the ultimate overtaking point. Um, yes. in Bahrain, it's one of the few places you can, um, properly, um plan an overtake um alonso side by side with russell i think um i can't quite remember i think i can't remember if russell overtook alonso going into turn one or turn two um and they were side by side down the straight going into turn four and then alonso sails past with drs goes around turn four keeps the position um again maybe later on when Alonso again battling with the young Mercedes Lewis Hamilton, um, lap 37 again for P5. Um, Alonso DRS town, down to turn four. Um, gets Initially gets past Hamilton, but I think he loses the rear end on the exit just a little bit, which allows mm-hmm. Hamilton to regain that position back and then side by side right down, right through the um, the squeaky bit leading up to turn eight, turn nine, whatever it is. Um, it's, it's just a fantastic bits of racing between two two of the greatest drivers in well ever in F1 I suppose um, stats wise Hamilton is better and, and he probably is a better driver on, on par with uh, Alonso um, yeah just a, a great moment and another one was, was a, I, I know I've mentioned two already but another, another one just, has just come to me as well I think it was after uh, the virtual safety car restart um, down to turn 10 where I think it was Science um, locked up going into turn ten, and again Alonso DRS on that back straight just sails mm. past Science. Down, I think he went down the inside of turn ten and claimed was it P three? I think it was um, towards the back end of the race, um, and just three absolutely brilliant uh, moments of racing from Alonso. Three, that's the that was the number that was the number of the number of the day for Sunday because three billion overtakes. Third on the podium. Yeah. Um, I couldn't agree with you more. I thought those those were my favourite parts of the race as well. Um, 
But yeah, Aston Martin, let's just hope they keep up this stunning start to the season. Now, in other news, Mercedes, Ferrari, and all the other teams down, down the grid, they didn't have such a good race, notably Ferrari. It looks like, you see, the thing with Ferrari is like, you think, you think season after season, it's going to be their season, but it ends up that strategies is always the problem. Strategies was a big thing last year, and 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 technical issues with the car, car issues as well, and um, it repeated itself on Sunday. Q Charlotte. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, it's Leclerc again, isn't it? Um, lap was it forty one? I think it was uh, there or thereabouts. Um, engine issues, loss of power. Um, so shoes on the other foot now for Ferrari. <laughs> it's a vice versa of what happened last year, where uh, the Red Bulls DNF. Now it's Ferrari's turn to DNF in Bahrain. Um, but yeah, I mean Ferrari, they they had decent pace. Um, I think certainly in in qualifying they weren't too far off uh, the Red Bulls. Um, Verstappen on pole with a one twenty nine seven, Leclerc in in third with a one thirty dead. Um, but yeah, I mean if you've got a fast car, you need it to be reliable as well. And um, it seemed Leclerc might already be, t- be taking a, an engine penalty in the second race of the season when um, I suppose technically they're, they're only allowed to use a, a maximum of three engines in the season, a uh, certain amount of parts as well. And you're taking an engine penalty going into the second race in Jeddah. Um, yeah, it's probably not looking too great for Ferrari at the moment. Um, but, I mean, science did, I mean, he did okay fourth place in the end. Um, would have liked to hold on, held on to uh, that third, but he finished ten seconds behind Alonso, which is is a huge, huge margin um, for Ferrari to sort of reel in. And is it going to be a case of are, are they going to be battling with Red Bull at all this season? I know, I know it's yeah, it's only one race, but they were just so off the race pace of the Red Bulls, and it's going to be are we going to be relying on for them in places like Monaco and? Uh, Singapore, perhaps places where you or Spain, maybe places where you can't really overtake. But if yeah. one of them gets on pole, then that's just it. Lights to flag, um, race win. Um, yeah, it'd be nice to see them uh, battle wide Mercedes again. <laughs> Pretty poor start to the season by Mercedes standards. Hamilton mm. in fifth, Russell in seventh behind Stroll. Um, it's not really even best of the rest at that point, is it? When you've got the two Aston Martins in the mix as well. Um, yeah, pretty poor start again for Mercedes. Mentioned earlier, Russell saying oh, Red Bull are going to win all the race. I, I don't think they will. I think one of Ferrari Mercedes will win a race. Uh, this or multiple races this season. I think um, Ferrari. I think Ferrari will win more races than Mercedes this season. That's just yeah, me. yeah. I, I think they win as well. Um, yeah, it's just Mercedes. What has happened in the last year and a bit for Mercedes? Um, poor last season. Yes, they gained some pace towards the back end of, of 2022, but yeah, to start 2023 in fifth and seventh is is not where they'd want to be at all. So, what happens now? I mean, next week is Saudi Arabia, so they've got a bit of time to get the car in order. But um, yeah, Mercedes not doing so great. McLaren, well call from them and uh, your favourite team Oscar Piastri who was who made his debut in Bahrain and it ended in retirement yeah very early on in the race as well lap 14 Piastri was out 
um, I'm not entirely sure what the issue was, whether it was engine or just electricals, because um, I think he, he went to pit and then replaced the steering wheel. Um, but then I think the engine shut down as well. I'm not entirely sure what happened or whether it was a gearbox issue. The whole multitude of things, perhaps. But yeah, put a, an extremely poor start to the season for McLaren to have one of their cars DNF and Lando Norris finished last of, of the classified finishes um, is pretty poor and maybe they should spend more time <laughs> developing their car rather than putting advertising screens on the car, if you like. Mm-hmm. I saw, it might have been on their TikTok actually, um, where they were sort of explaining what the dynamic advertising or whatever it is um, on the car and say, oh, it, it only weighs 190 grams. But 190 grams in motorsport terms, in F1 terms, is 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 a, is a lot of weight. I mean, how much does a sticker weigh to to put, to put on the car? Two grams, three grams? Wow. I don't know. But 190 grams seems like an awful lot just for a bit of advertising. And I I guess sponsors stipulations come into that as well. They say, oh, let's put let's put this on the car. It, it looks cool. Yeah, it looks cool. But if you're not winning races, if you're not getting TV time, then <laughs> what does it matter? It's, it's yeah, a horrible start from McLaren. I think they didn't have all the upgrades they wanted to bring from testing, so they might be a bit quicker next week in Jeddah. But yeah, it's it's not looking like a good year to be a McLaren fan again. Yeah, <laughs> you can say that a lot of times in recent years. You know, and this season, I I came in I came into the season thinking that. Ferrari can really, you know, pull something out of the bag and really challenge for the title. But I just have that feeling in the back of my mind that that technical issues and strategy may or may not, you know, just get in the way. Hopefully it doesn't continue because I really feel that, you know, they can really mount a challenge to Red Bull. So I'm hopeful. Um, hopefully they sort out Charles Leclerc's car and, you know, Carlos Sainz get, gets involved as well, you know, try and knock on the door of his teammate and hopefully uh, the two Red Bull guys in the Stappen and Perez. Um, I don't know if there's anything else you want to talk about in the race, but uh, one funny but not so funny moment in the race was uh, time penalties. So, time penalty. What is a time penalty? A time penalty is a slight, well, whereas back me up with my de- definition, is a time penalty is a, a slight punishment, if you like, for drivers who make infringements on the track. So that could be uh, going off the track, you know, off the runoff areas or colliding with another driver or not following, you know, protocol with the safety car if you like but uh if you're esteban ocon and you well i don't know how he got those penalties but uh having basically having three time penalties you're meant to serve them like when you're supposed to serve them but uh well it didn't work out so well no not so free as you say free time penalties for esteban ocon and i think he retired in the end so it didn't really matter i suppose in the grand scheme of things um yeah his first he got a five second penalty for overshooting his grid slot so i think driving too far forwards into his 
uh, spot on the grid at the start of the race. So we've got a time penalty for that, essentially before the race has even begun, if you'd like. Um, Sorry. I think. Yeah. Sorry. But, right. So the formation lap, you warm up your tyres and everything. I get all that stuff. And then you have to go into your grid slot. I guess it's, I, I guess it's pure racecraft, but like, it's almost like parking, isn't it? You know, parking into your designated grid slot. But going a bit forward, like, I don't get it. Rules, rules, I suppose. <laughs> That's what the lines are for. <laughs> Got to be in those lines. Um, <laughs> I think they have a, like a marking, a yellow marking to the side where the front wheel has to be. Um, I know I've seen some drivers in the past um, on certain tracks sort of try and get over to one side of their grid slot because that's it's a cleaner side of the track or something. It's, you have a better line on... It's only, it's only like inches, literally, um, feet perhaps, but the smallest of margins often make the biggest of differences wow. in, in elite sport. Um, you know, whether it was a mistake or a bit of gamesmanship from Ocon to try and get a better line, better start. Um, obviously didn't work. He got a five-second time penalty for that. Um, he then got a 10-second penalty for incorrectly serving his five-second penalty um, in the, um, at his pit stop, whether it took too long to take it. I, I can't I can't exactly remember now. Um, or whether um, they didn't wait the five seconds before um, doing work on the car in the pit stop. I'm not, I'm not too sure what happened. Um, and the third one was the speeding in the pit lane. <laughs> um, oh. we, I mean, the, yeah, the cars have, a lim- have, I think, speed limiters when they go into the pits. Uh, maybe he didn't switch that on at the right time or just a bit too quick going into the pits. Um, again, I'm not exactly sure what happened, but um, yeah, 20 seconds of time penalties spread across three different penalties for Ocon uh, and Tim to, re- to retire as well. But yeah, not not a great start for, for Alpine. Um, where did Gasly finish, actually? I don't I think did Gasly get points. Yeah, got two, two, two points in, in ninth. So yeah, not, not a, a great start for Alpine, given um, they were, I think, best of the rest last year. I think they finished fourth in the Constructors. Mm-hmm. Um you know, to get only two points from their opening weekend is, yeah, a bit disappointing for them. Um, but yeah, serve your penalties, right? And <laughs> I mean, I suppose Ocon would have retired anyway. But yeah, <laughs> don't. It's just it's just simple things, really, that often yeah make make the make uh, make the big differences. Hmm. So in the real in the real world, Ocon's grid penalty is is almost like. It's it's almost like parallel parking, if you like. So, if you park it correctly, well, it's just gonna look awkward, isn't it? You know, or, yeah. or you'll get a fine. Or you'll get a fine. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so that well, so much has happened in the race. The staff, the name was barely mentioned. Uh, Fernando Alonso rolled back the years for his new team to finish third, his 99th podium of his F1 career. And Esteban Ocon was hit with three time penalties, one in which he served incorrectly, so he had to serve it again. Ah, funny times, funny times. How would you rate Bahrain then? How would you rate the race out of ten? Um, I'd say it was it was a decent race. I think it, it had its moments. Um, like you mentioned it, those three superb overtakes with um, with Alonso, and you had a bit of battle for second place between Perez and Leclerc at one point. Um, overall, it was it was a decent start to the season. Not fantastic, but decent. So I think I'll play it a bit safe. I'll, I'll give it a seven. Um, seven is like the average. Well, 
Actually, maybe a six, actually. Okay. It, it was good. It wasn't wouldn't stand out, if you know what I mean. Okay, so should, should we say for this season... Six, six out of ten. Six out of ten is, like, average. Mm, I, well, I'd, yeah, I'd say so, yeah. Yeah? Probably just above just above average. Just above Okay. Six out of ten. Six out of ten, just above average. So anything higher than that, then you're in the good books. Um, yeah, my favourite part of the race was Alonso's battle with the two Mercedes guys, particularly with George Russell. Um, you know, it just it just shows... The experience he has in in driving his Formula One car, and well, ninety nine podiums in F one. I think his last one was in the twenty twenty one season. Now, I'm not even gonna try and guess what race that was, because do you want to help me out here? I want to say it was Qatar. Oh, that I'm not entirely sure. That's a shout. It was yeah. It's, it was relatively recent. Qatar. <laughs> um, it, it was Qatar. Wow. Oh. <laughs> I don't. I, I. I don't think he's got one in between Bahrain this year and Qatar twenty one. No. Um, yeah, third place in, in Qatar, and Qatar's back on the back on the calendar this year as well. Later in the season. Interesting. So, out of ten, Bahrain, I'd say. I'd say 6.5. 6.5 out of 10. You know, as you said, it had its moments. Best part was Alonso and his battle with the two Mercedes guys, as mentioned. And, uh, yeah, hopefully all the teams for Saudi Arabia, they get their car, you know, in tip-top shape and, and we see more exciting racing. And hopefully not just a Red Bull like, you know what I mean? Like, not just like Red Bull sailing away with it. We want to see competitive racing. Hopefully, uh, the Ferraris of Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz can really give Red Bull a real battle and produce some results. Yeah, I mean, as you say, it would be nice to have more of a battle. Um, we have had a little bit of a battle um, last year and then. Obviously, the main <laughs> the main battle in twenty one, um, but yeah, we we haven't seen the like of a proper championship battle since oh, ages twenty sixteen, I suppose. Um, Hamilton Rosberg, um, yeah. and before that, maybe I think there was one of the the Vettel years from twenty ten to twenty thirteen, where that going into the last race, any one of about three drivers could have. I mean, it was like between Alonso, Vettel, and somewhere else, I think a Renault, I'm not sure um, but yeah, besides those, we haven't really had any close championship battles and by the looks of it we're not going to get one this season either mm. well well, that's the opening That's the opening race of the season for Bahrain F1, they're officially back and the next race is in Saudi Arabia from the 17th to the 19th of March um, well we hope you've enjoyed this episode of F1 Stop Show. I've been your host, Sam Oni. And uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram. And uh, you can also email us as well at f1stopshow at gmail.com. So it's a goodbye from me. Bye-bye. And it's a goodbye from Wes. Bye-bye. And we'll see you next time for the preview of Saudi Arabia. <laughs>